Welcome back to the suit with Vernon Gerard. It's me, Vernon Gerard. <laughs> Let's get into it. Well, I mean, my shit was bouncing, 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 Welcome back to the Stoop first segment. Bitch, what you watching? Okay, so um, this segment ain't gonna be that big because I really have not been watching anything. Um, The world is boring right now uh, because of that colonizer-ass holiday Thanksgiving. I wasn't able to watch How to Get Away with Murder. Thanks, colonizers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that tickled my soul. But so, how to way to get away? How to do with a boot? How to get away with murder is not on the docket today. Um, but I did binge watch a store, and I am at the most recent episode. I'm up to date, and long story short. It has been very entertaining to me, even though I did fall asleep on a couple episodes, like the episode where High Hill got shot, um, and Cassie found out that that little short, dark-skinned boy was taking her money. Everything else other than that, I'm aware of, and we could talk about it, so let's talk about it, and let's talk about the fact that, mmm... What, the levels is, I'm not talking loud enough or something? No, first of all, you don't have to react to everything that I do. I was just checking to make sure where the mic was. Uh, I, no, you don't have, no, you're reacting. I, I was simply asking a question. Job, I'm reacting to what I see back here on this computer. Right, sure right. Sound, sounds good. Right. So, instead of, instead of opening your mouth all the time, you could just not worry about it. Because that's <laughs> what I'm doing, unless I'm saying something. And let's just point out the fact that I did you ask him about the levels, and he told me. But Star, back to Star, is uh, entertaining. <laughs> That's really the main thing uh, I'm living for. Okay, I was about to lie. I was going to say I'm living for the fact that Brandy is in it. Okay, I am living for that. I just, I don't know about her character. Her character is Cassie. She's a thug or whatever. She kills motherfuckers, but she's trying to come clean. I appreciate that from her character, you know, trying to be, you know, go clean and do things shit legit. But, yeah, her acting is subpar to me. I'm glad we got a song out of her ass, though, because, I mean, shit, we wasn't getting an album for another five years. Um, So this song was cute. The music video, y'all kind of... See, that's that's where I need to... I don't know who be on Brandy team, but for whoever you people are, darling, hair, great. Makeup, astounding. But as far as who coaches her on, who coaches her on her, what would you call it? 
of the scenario in a sense, if that makes any sense. Who? Uh huh. Yeah, in a sense. Okay, then, sorry. Okay, well, uh, mind your facial expressions. But back to what I was saying. Um, whoever is coaching her, such as like the video, the well, not the bit, the music video for the song that they released. Um, it just seems so forced, like her emotions, her isms, the personality we were supposed to see. I guess what they were, and with I guess that's the thing. So the song they released was a very lovey-dovey song. And Cassie is supposed to be this, you know, supposed to be Griselda Blanco type of bitch, you know? And to do, have a Griselda, Griselda, (laughs) Griselda Blanco type of character with a lovey-dovey song, it just is awkward because she's trying to be a thug and trying to be sweet at the same time. Not saying it can't be done. It's just she hasn't tapped into it. But other than that, the storyline so far is great to me. I'm glad that Noah Brooks' character, is it Noah Brooks? His character, his um, his father is gay. And yeah. And then the actor that plays his gay father, I can't think of his name right now, but. Yeah, I'm just. Glad to see him do that character. Because, um, you know, as an act, I just like to see straight males play gay characters just to show that, I mean, you know, y'all could play us and don't have to be us. And then straight gay guys that could play us and they don't have to be gay. There's a lot of gay guys that play straight characters. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, back to what I was saying. Um, and I don't know what I'm saying because this bitch threw me the fuck off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Rude fucking cunt. <laughs> no, but bitch, I really did lose my train of thought. Um, the fuck was I talking about? Oh, no, I was talking about Noah Brooks. Yeah, character. Um, I'm glad to see... His father is a homosexual. I am so excited to be a helpless romantic and watch the love story unfold between uh, Noah Brooks' father and Mrs. Bruce. And because it's just so cute. It was just cute how they started up and like just ran into each other and how it was just like, nigga, where you been? Type of shit. Like, and to see the chemistry and shit. So, yeah, it's cute. Can't wait. Um, oh, bitch. Either y'all got a really good producer this year or y'all really, really invested in Miss Bruce's vocal skills because, bitch, the solo performance she had by herself this year in the church, in the sanctuary, was good, girl. Shit, had me harmonizing with you. Yes, Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. That was cute, girl. I'm proud of you, Miss Bruce. Um, I like the fact. Now, bitch, I'm so sad to see this, but Cassie and Cotton 
which I think that is the most countryest, ghetto, gayest name you could ever give a transgender woman. <laughs> My name is Cotton, <laughs> and I'm from Augusta, Georgia. Like, girl. Anywho, but that was just a little. <laughs> I know. Da 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 da. Since I can't say um. <laughs> I'm just Either way Like at the end of the motherfucking day Cut it out Or minimize the volume on it I Way more work for me Right Right God we be recording like Three in the morning And you be creating so much work for me To get this shit out to you by Monday morning Look You signed up for this shit just kidding. We really appreciate you over here at the Stoop, Chris. <laughs> but no, it's sad to see Cotton and Cassie now have a beef. Um, Cassie her father. I'm sure it did. Um, and then, bitch, I slept through that part, but I later found out that them motherfuckers was married this whole time. Carlotta and... um. High heel the whole fucking time. Whole time. Had niggas and everything. He had bitches. That's why I be like, this show is crazy. <laughs> but that was a nice plot twist. Um and it's just touching me and I'm just loving how with every passing day you find mental awareness in our shows, more about mental awareness, uh, cause now Carlotta Brown has put herself into a, a retreat, of course, for the elite who have money, honey, cause it's in, um, Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> but she is seeking mental help because we have learned she has been molested by her father, darling, um, and which, come to find out, Cassie didn't know, Cassie thought she was just the, um, Cassie, yeah, thought that Carlotta was just his favorite. Um, which, at some point in age, and then at some time in this life, we need to sit down as black people with siblings when we, like, if I was, if my stepfather was to favor my brother more than me, at this point in time, I would have to sit with my brother down and be like, look, I know this is gonna be hard to answer, but did he touch you or something? Because it's like you hear that storyline too often. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he favored her more and da 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 And then come to find out this nigga was touching her the whole time and he wasn't really the favorite. Well, he was a favorite, but not in the way that you thought was the favorite. You know what I'm saying? So I think we just need to stop being blind to that. Thank God nobody was the favorite in my household. But I still probably need to just ask. Maybe we should just ask just to ask. Or maybe that's just not a... See, I'm just so open. I remember, like, my friend almost cussed me out for asking certain... My friends always cuss me out for asking certain questions. I just be wanting to know, okay? And learn from y'all. But anywho, uh, so we that's it on Star. It's just... It's good TV. Um, it's, it's really good TV. All the different storylines. And I'm sad. It's sad to say, but it's actually got my attention more than Empire, and I kind of miss Empire. Um, 
So I'm probably going to go back and watch it or whatever, but who knows? All right. So, girl. Oh, that's going to be in a recording, huh? Whatever, girl. It's okay. Um, So next on the docket for Bitch What You Watching is... uh Oh! So as y'all know, the Soul Train Awards was recent. Because <laughs> I don't know when this is going to be released or what day it is even today. Um, or even when the Soul Train Awards aired. <laughs> for that matter. But in recent news, the Soul Train Awards aired. And... As we know, one of the pivotable, pivotable, pivotal, uh, not even pivotal. I'm not even saying that word right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but basically, um, the cipher is what we're gonna be talking about because I didn't watch <laughs> the award show itself. <laughs> um, but congratulations to everyone who was nominated and received the award. Um. Basically, the cipher. Uh, da, 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 da. It was, if it wasn't for Kelly, it would have been boring. And I know y'all like, well, Queen Naja saying she did cute. Um, but we will be getting into that in the Bernita Green segment. I want to just go over. Well, no, that's okay. So I'll talk about Queen Naja and why I. Why it wasn't, I wasn't here for her performance. Um, basically, in my opinion of a cipher, if you take Kelly's performance, and mind you, I know they're on two different levels. Kelly is a vet, and um, Queen Naja is a rookie. Uh, understandable, but it's just still some things as a rookie you should know to do if you're going to be booked for certain things. Such as in the cipher, her vocals was great. Um, as far as, you know, rehearsal. Like I'm pretty sure she rehearsed her part. Thank God they put her first. Like, thank God they put Queen Nice first. Cause if if she would have ended it, it would have ruined the whole thing. And I say that because it wasn't no she didn't give us anything extra. It was nothing we hadn't heard before. Um, and that's why it was subpar. Um, or just good. Not even subpar, but it was just good. I don't know if even... I think subpar mean the same thing, huh? I don't... Bitch, what? Same. Uh, I just saw a head motion and I thought it, you was being smart. Okay, if I had something to say, I would have said it to you. And like I said, I saw a head motion okay, and I, I didn't saw... say anything to you. A head motion can mean a lot of things. And that's why I was asking for clarification. But that is exactly why I was asking for clarification. And that's what I said on the first episode of The Stoop, bitch. Niggas got problems, but I had my issues too. Y'all go listen to that. I'm not pushing it towards you. I don't see how. No, the minute I said something, I was inquiring about what that head motion that you did not was. Right, not, no, you didn't inquire the right way to the way you wanted No, it, to. I, no, you I didn't inquire. Attitude, it, it, like, it, it might have seemed like an attitude to you, baby. But, it was. okay, it and was. it was. But either way, it was a question, a good question, because I wanted to know. Okay, and I'm and responding like, to your answer. And we will, and when I'm ready, because now I'm not ready. 
Give me a moment. Okay, and I'll just cut this motherfucking moment out. <laughs> 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 but bitch, so but Kelly Price knows she did her fucking thing. When that bitch, okay, she said, I forgot the exact, every exact lyric, but it was the run. She said, and I'm not, and it, I, <laughs> I haven't warmed up, but that bitch did, took all I had, okay? Now, I want y'all to add her vocals into <laughs> that, what I just said, imagine I was singing that, but bitch, that part took me, and then when she said, why did he do it, why did he do And, oof, bitch, go watch that motherfucking cypher and get your life. Um, Luke James, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen lives of better work from you. So, I, as a supporting Artist slash vocalist, whatever term I'm supposed to use there. Um, as far as with Kelly Price, you did a great with supporting her. Um, Queen Nyjah, don't remember. Okay, I watched the Kelly Price part like maybe six times in a row. So everybody else really got faded out. I do want to shout out BJ, the Chicago kid, because uh, I did like his cypher. Um, because... In the cipher, in the soul cipher, everybody has a different type of soul. Kelly was your your more gospel type of uh, soul artist. You had Luke James, your very um, classic ribs and barbecue type of vocalist. <laughs> Queen Nyjah was giving me rookie of the year, pregnant. T's vocals and BJ the Kid was giving me Neo Soul and that's what I was liking. He was like the male Erica Badu in the cypher to me uh, for his sound and I just lived for it and I liked it and I just, you know, I think he's a cool, dope artist. Um, so shout out to him. But a round of applause to everybody because bitch, they ain't booked me for the cypher. So Oh, I, girl, I'm trying to figure out what this clap was. So, were you clapping at me saying... Oh, okay. I did. And so, let me pause and say this. When I ask for things, when I'm talking on this shit, he don't ever do nothing. So, for him to actually give me a round of applause when I asked for one was throwing me off because a part of me wanted to see and make sure he wasn't being smart because it was a kind of a clap like, okay, hurry up type of clap. That's how it started off. And now he's giving me the, well, I mean, bitch, you could do that too type of look. And he got me fucked up. <laughs> but <laughs> that's it for Bitch What You Watching. Shout out to all of them because they did, you know, as I was saying before, I was cut off by his rude ass clap. They all booked something I ain't been booked for yet, bitch. So that's that just always deserves a round of applause. <laughs> And then on top of that, they did do good. So, shout out to y'all. Love y'all. Um, and stay tuned for Bernita Green. Give me that dunk button, them big old legs.
because I ain't too hard to beg. Ain't no shame in this game. I'm going to break it down and beg like Jane, please. Yeah, boy, Bernita Green, bitch, and you know what? Somebody, did she die? It was <laughs> somebody. Mama, name is Bernita, and I feel like they famous, or but I feel like you would know them, and that's why. Long story short, it's <sighs> welcome back to the Bernita Green segment, bitch. I just had a flashback. This bitch looks confused. I'm pretty sure you guys are confused too. Don't worry about it. Everybody gets confused sometimes. But anywho, what's going on? What y'all doing out there in the world? Let's see. What's to talk about? What's to talk about? Um. <laughs> well, since he's always in the news for some shit, let's just talk about our most recent recent. I really need to take a speech class or something. <laughs> um, I don't want to call him my president. <laughs> Trump out here spraying y'all cousins in Mexico with tear gas, girl. That's trying to be U.S. citizens, girl. And he is, um, and beach Rihanna with her badass self gonna say on social media or in one of her Instagram posts <laughs> tear gassing young children is terrorism bitch you better speak and preach because like what the fuck what was the point of tear gas like when you already had a blockade of police like my guy ain't nobody getting past like the police okay Cause if anything They gonna hit them With the motherfucking What you call them Billy clubs Billy clubs The clubs Bitch uh, <laughs> And Don't nobody fuck with the police So that tear gas Was so extra And it was just Reckless Recklessness But this the motherfucker Y'all put in office child And he getting rid of Social security So you all white folks Basically That's what you get See at work, hope. <laughs> bitch, I ain't ever retiring now. Y'all slave too, bitch. Shit, working for master all y'all life. Um Okay. Um, I'm gonna swing up into a positive story because after this story, it gets pretty um shady from here. Okay. You like the shade. Oh. Well, on a positive note, um, Meek Mill demands improved prisoners' rights in his New York Times op ed. Um, basically, um, in an article that I read on the Shade Room, shout out to you guys. Um, he has said many different things, but what has stuck out to me is he says. Like many who are currently incarcerated, I was the victim of miscarriage of justice carried out by an untruthful officer as determined by the Philadelphia District Attorney Office and an unfair judge. 
And the ordeal cost me most of my precious commodities, my most precious commodity, my freedom. I served five months with the help of friends and the intervention of the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court. I was released on bail this past April and was able to resume my life. Um, is this just uh, a common story that needs to be uncommon? I want to be surprised when I hear the judge did some shady shit to somebody innocent. Not like, oh, well, there goes another one. You know, like, this shouldn't be common in our everyday life. This shouldn't be common in our everyday news. But shout out to him for using his platform and demanding better rights for prisoners. Like, they just need... First of all, it's it's not... Well, yes, it definitely starts with the rights, but it also starts with the regulation of who's funding these prisons. It's okay. Private motherfucking corporations will have this shit fucked up, y'all. Just saying. Um, But shout out to you, Meek Millie. (laughs) You doing your thing, boy. But let's get into the chat, girl, because like I always say, you might have heard it from me, but you ain't hearing from me. And what you hearing from me now is after all these years, which is still not relevant in my opinion to this day, but Miss Kardashian West wants to reveal she was on ecstasy at the time of her infamous sex tape. And she goes to say she admits it to Scott on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Don't know what episode, but figure it out. Um, <laughs> and she she says, I quote, I got married on ecstasy, which of course she was speaking about her very, very short um, marriage to the producer, Damian Thomas. Um, I did ecstasy once and I got married. I did it again. I made a sex tape. Like, everything bad would happen. And then, of course, Scott asks, you were on SEC when you did the sex tape. She says, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Everyone knows it. Like, my jaw was shaking the whole time. First of all, I did not know your jaw shakes when you are on ecstasy. I thought your jaw shakes. (laughs) Here I go. Never done it. Me either. No couple bitches that have. Shout out to you bitches. <laughs> but yeah. Huh? You said you thought your jaw shake when you do what? Yeah, your jaw. Now I know when you do a lot of cocaine or a lot of crack, your jaw doesn't shake. It gets loose and you can't control it. Oh. When now, so I don't know if that's what she's saying. Her jaw was loose when she means shaking. Um, but if she means shaking, I'm visualizing like. that's what i'm visualizing um but if she's saying like when she was talking it it would just like the motherfucking nivea Nivea interview bitch and that bitch was going everywhere she said (laughs) bitch (laughs) Ah! y'all better (laughs) Calm down on these drugs, bitch. Y'all out, <laughs> out here looking like Bobby Brown and Nivea, bitch. Crooked ass jaws. Whoo, bitch. <laughs> um, but my thing about that is, girl, okay. Is that why her performance was so bad? That's, I guess that's exactly 
why that performance sucked, girl. Literally. It was so boring. Um, the best part about the video, in my opinion, had to be when it was over. <laughs> it's like the best part about that video was <laughs> her co-star. Am I a man? But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Look, don't make that face. Emmy. I just don't see it for I do. I do. Missing teeth and all. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm shady. Let me stop playing. <laughs> um. Okay, so that was... We just gonna spend that little time. That bitch wanna just talk her about she was on ecstasy. Like, bitch, what? Whether... And you still did it. I know bitches that have been on ecstasy and just sit in a corner, okay? And enjoy their little high. <laughs> Stop playing, girl. Um, and Let's talk about Kevin and Aniko Hart. Birthday party for their son. It was a cowboy and Indians thing. They are getting backlash for it. Of course, from the Native Americans. Um, because also, too, I think... If I'm not mistaken, I feel like it was his. It was for his son, Zoe. Um, and I feel one of the reasons why it's getting so much backlash is because it's around the time of Thanksgiving. I'm not sure if it was exactly on Thanksgiving. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so honestly, it wasn't a smart. It was not a smart move. Just on a on a PC type of stand, and for people who don't know what PC means, a political correct standing. Um, it just wasn't the smartest move, especially for him being a, a celebrity. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, however, the fact that everyone is in their business makes it an issue. Mm-hmm. Because hadn't they done it? And it had not been such a such a viewed thing by everybody. It really doesn't make a difference to the world. Bitch, if I had a child and threw a Cowboys and Indian party, wouldn't nobody check me about that shit? Right. But shit, not even my own cousins that are Native Americans. Like, the fuck? so viewed by the world, like, you know, everybody got to put their opinion in on something. Everybody mm. got to be worried about somebody being offended. When, in actuality... It's either explain to my child why he cannot have his cowboy Indians party because white people did this, this, and that, which is something that a child really can't really understand. They don't care. They don't care about that. Yeah, and I and I get that. Or have it like I get it. Um, and I get exactly what you said. If this was an adult party, then you know better, bitch. You know better. But as for kids. But then you have to ask yourself, are you still feeding into what really went on? Like, you know, even though kids don't think about it in this, then this goes, oh, so now I understand what my mama was talking about in a sense. But, mm, now I'm trying to get my words right before I actually spew out this shit um, because either one, I could ramble and never get to the point. My mom, okay, so I'm just going to use this as an example um, because I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I wanted my ear pierced when I was younger. Um, I didn't get my ears pierced until I was 18, um, of course, because living in your parents' house, you have to follow their rules. And my mom would say, uh, you can't get one because, not because she thought it was a girl thing to do or anything about that. She taught me that 
back in the day of slavery time, when a black male got his ear piercing, it was to be identified as like an animal, like a cow. You know how a cow gets a mm-hmm. their ear piercing. Cowbell, the cow. Oh no no no! There's I know what you're talking about. You got the cowbell and you had the the nose no, ring. Yeah. No, the cows have ear piercings with tags on them. Oh. Yeah, and that is how um, they I uh, farmers identify their cows and stuff. So that in slavery times, that's what they would do to men. Oh. Is put the earring in their ear, a certain type of, so the owner would know, that's my mm-hmm. slave. So that's why my mom went, and I would argue with her, like, girl, I'm not even looking at it like that. Like, nobody is, but to I'm a sense, you're now. still carrying on the story of what happened with these Indians and cowboys, because... You have to look at how who is the cowboy going after the Indian, who is mainly who's now, mind you, I just want to point this out. And I do. Like I said, I completely get where you come from as a kid's aspect. But we have to think of that mental development of a kid, I feel. And it's my point. I'm I'm not going to say yes or no to what you just said. But my point I was going to make is it's. Here's the scenario. And actually, let me look at the picture, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Surprisingly, bitch, it is no white people at this party. So my point, I was about... So this is what I was going to say. Let's say this party happens, right? You know who's mainly going to be the cowboy at a cowboy Indians party. Who's going to be the Indian people of brown skin. Who are the cowboys going to be trying to get and kill? The Indians. So you have to think of the mental development on that child, especially for what we're trying to reverse is racism. And if a little white boy comes to my son party thinking that he about to shoot and kill my child and then grow up, and it just continues. I feel, I feel it continues that process of white supremacy. Yeah, in but a sense. Also, but I get it. It's kids and they're not thinking of that. Yeah. But... But, but what I'm saying is, too, like, it's also, like, a part of... I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, I hear, I totally hear that side, and, like, I'm, I'm understanding, like, that. Um, but then I'm also thinking, like, it's part of history, mm-hmm. and which is another part of history that white people love Don't to tell. Because, you know, white people have this history they love to tell, and the history they would rather us forget. And that is confusing to me. Yeah. And it's like... They love to tell this part of history because, you know, in all honesty, we all know Native Americans are the true, real Americans. Mm -hmm. Those are people who were actually born here. They were migrated here. I mean, they did, but way before, you know, we've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And, but it's like, it's like, it's a part of history. So yeah, maybe it shouldn't be looked at so like playfully in that matter, but, um, but it's also like nobody there was Native American, nobody there was white, like so. Then yeah. it goes, so then it kind of looks at it like the way of how Chinese people or Indian people or Arabic people or all these other cultures other than black, how they are. I mean, other than blacks and Mexicans, how they are accepted into white culture. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like a Chinese bitch. I mean. 
So I want from China or Asia or anything like that. Uh, you said it right, a Chinese have, bitch. Could come over here and have have an easier time assimilating than mm-hmm. someone who is black or, or Mexican. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that's what I was going to talk about in my revelation too. But Oh, look at, look at me. Yeah. Um, well, I'll be quiet. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and we're going to get on to another topic. Um... Let's get on this story of Little Mo Shades, Queen Ninja, or as my best friend would say, Queen Ninja. I can't stand him. I really can't stand him. <laughs> Queen Ninja. <laughs> um. So I don't feel that Little Mo was wrong at all in what she said. Um, what did she say? Okay, I will read her post that she posted on Instagram. Little Mo posted, where shall I begin? Okay, here goes. From what I've seen, where she added her. So this is no shade at all. That's And that's where it starts off. She asked Queen Niger to clearly let her know, I am talking about you, bitch. This is how I feel about you, bitch. This is how I want you to correct it, bitch. So it was no shade to me because she could have easily talked about Queen Naja and not added her. And that's the shade. But she says, what I've seen, what I've seen Queen Naja is. Okay, she needed. She needed to. (laughs) um, Queen Naja is a very, very pretty girl. My daughters love her music as. She will be the, their future. And when they look back, this is who is chosen to lead the millennials into what's new and what's next in music. I pray she beats all the odds, um, does numbers, and remains humble. As for this cipher, cipher maybe the pre- pregnancy is... Pre- I really hate this tongue ring. Um... <laughs> Does numbers and remain humble. As for the cipher, maybe the pregnancy is prohibiting from. See, she said it said prohibiting her. Uh, pro. Oh no, I'm sorry. Prohibiting singing from the bottom of her pit. <laughs> maybe she should have war cried or just set this one out until her seasoning is to its fullest savor. I really don't know much about her besides what the blog posts, but I believe she can reach her. Ver- fullest vocal potential outside of its mediocrity if she stays around vocal bibles the look and voice is there just need someone on her team to tell her to tap in because to be honest too many sound alike look alike and have the same story parentheses youtube or social media so when they get out here in the real world and do one show whole voice be gone idk what it takes to have Staying power now. I know popularity is always first pick. Hopefully this doesn't go over y'all heads, but look at both videos. And don't judge. Just assess the passion and let me know who made you feel made you feel a way after they sang and who just who's just there because they got booked for it. I don't care how old washed up I don't care how old washed up singer I am. Bitch, I'll sing Bitches into their graves and out of it. So miss me with all that shit. And while you at it, look up Yibba Smith. 
she will sing half of the world into a fucking ditch, and she she's she should have. <laughs> She should have been there with Kelly and them if we talk in teams. Love always, the voice of the committee and pioneer of IDGAFWABGTSSNGDSNC. Parentheses. I don't give a fuck what a bitch gotta say. She not gonna do shit. No cap. Parentheses. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't see any issue with what she says Simply as there was no shade here But simple fact of She's not like she told this Gave this uh, criticism And did not tell us who it was for Um, She told her She wants her to do numbers She wants you know all this it, Bitches just hate criticism And it is not It's not easy I could I And I could be the first to say Not the first But I could be a person to say Oh bitch Don't shake your head <laughs> Like Yeah bitch Cause first of all I did agree <laughs> with you No bitch yes, You're know. being You're caring no, ma'am no, You're caring I swear I'm disagreeing <laughs> with you Like I'm I'm waiting for that For you to say it I'm just like Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. No, she's caring, and that's okay. Um, bitch, I have had times where I have a problem with criticism. Um, but you just take it and push on. And use it. That's and use word. it. Yeah, like, my producer should know. Like, he has an issue with criticism as well. Like, everybody, you know? It's just in all of us. <laughs> when I speak on him It's just Okay <laughs> Yeah so Y'all need to stop Coming at little Mo She was just only I And I feel she was saying that For the simple fact It was like the hard truth The hard like truth And she that. must have seen Something in her Or felt I felt like When I assessed Like she said Not judge Assess right. Now if this pregnancy is causing her not to sing to her for fullest potential, let us know that. You know, we don't know because you don't tell us. You are pregnant, so we can give you that benefit of the doubt. When you are pregnant, it comes with certain... Comp- uh, uh, you know, that's what a lot of people said about Beyonce when she was pregnant is that her voice didn't change. And that, Like, remember when everybody was trying to say her pregnant was she was fake? That was some people's, like, point was that... Oh, her voice didn't change because when you're pregnant, you do lose. Change. You lose two because, octaves. Yeah, it's like because Alicia Keys, like she never got those two octaves back. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> oh God! They never came back, but you know she lost them. I like to say everybody's body is different. different right. So, is it true on the losing vocal octaves when you're pregnant? Yes and no. Some bitches can go through pregnancy and not lose their vocals. Some can. Um, some have the money to keep their vocals as well. Like I've surgery is that bitch, especially when you got the money. And right now, we there's doctors that can do stuff that we have not even heard about that they are finally released ten years from now. And Beyonce been getting this surgery, you know, back in two thousand and two. 
and we just not hearing about it in 2020. So like like it, it was experimental, and then now it's now it's out there. So with all that being said, my thing about it is, I feel Little Mo was not bullying this girl or anything. Um, she was just speaking the truth. If you look at the two performances, even if we look at past um, ciphers with the rookies that were allowed on the show, and I'm trying to think of rookies in the past ciphers. Honestly, they've haven't had like she was really the first rookie <laughs> I've ever seen in the in the uh, soul cipher that I can remember, but. Yeah, so I don't, long story short, I just don't disagree with her. Um, And Queen, I really just want you to take her word and just hone your craft. Don't take offense to it. Because she did, Queen responded. And the funny thing is, Queen didn't even add her. She just said how that could have killed, how that situation that Little Mo did could have killed somebody that looked up like if it was somebody else they could have looked up to her differently like they could have looked at her in this very very magnificent light and that when you do stuff like that their views on you can change i'm just telling you do better do better do better do better shout out to jm baker do better do better (laughs) bitch because that's really what it was um and i feel and i'm gonna go on the record lma Yes. Do better. Queen, do better. Her, do better. Boo-boo. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, all y'all need to do better because y'all putting out, and especially LMA, yeah. like, we wasn't even talking about her, but I just feel from the the EP mixtapes to the EPs to the album, she just sounds, we have not, I need risk takers. Mm. I need you to vocally take a risk. Give LMA, I need a, a, a ballot. All these bitches, I need ballots from. We need you to tap. Her doesn't have a ballot. Um, Queen Nigel does not have a ballot. It's like all R&B. It's all R&B just singing. It's just trendy music. It's no ballads. I need a production. I, I need strings. That's what, that's I need emotion. Said. That's what Pink said about these up-and-coming artists is they all, it's like they making music for likes instead of making music for what music is supposed to be is emote feelings and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, fun is a feeling. Being happy and all this other stuff. It's a feeling. But it's all, it's so many other feelings. Girl, I, none of y'all music has made me cry. When your music is making me shed a tear, bitch, then I will be a fan. I have cried to Brandy, Beyonce, Fantasia, Jasmine oh Suss, Jill, motherfucking Scott, Erica Badu. Jill Scott will make you cry to suck a dick on stage. Okay. <laughs> Jill Scott will have you crying because she is singing about food. That bitch could sing about a whole Thanksgiving dinner yeah. and you will shed a tear, bitch. Do you want it on your collard greens, bitch? Tear. Right. Do you want it on your candy sweet? But... That's it for Vanita Green. I've gone over my allotted time for this segment. And I don't give a fuck. Good day.
All right. Hey, church. Y'all already know. We're about to get into the book of Revelation. And it ain't even Sunday. Um. So, recently, as you guys have been listening, I haven't really had a revelation, revelation to give you. But I have thoughts to provoke. Revelations to help us become one with humanity. Let's give our producer a moment of silence while he chokes on a lung. You good? Okay. <laughs> Are you trying to do that quietly? Ew, that was so ugly. <laughs> um, but no. So my thoughts as of recently, you know, and I, it's a long pause because I'm I I'm still just trying to get my thoughts together. But basically, I just want to know when, as African American, as an African American community, when are we gonna? Have our when are we gonna have our voice? When is our voice not always going to be a problem? And I know y'all at Sam more likely people of non African American descent saying you guys have a voice, you have rights, you guys are speaking up about this, you guys have Black Lives Matter. Yeah, no. Um, and you know what's funny when I mention this and when I, what I'm the topic I'm talking about, I'm not even really speaking on political. Because I, I'm so tired of talking about politics and the injustice that we have there, as well as our criminal justice system. So I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, especially what I was talking about earlier in the Bitch What You Watching segment, when, was it Bitch What You Watching? No, Bernita Green, sorry. When we were talking about how it's easy for somebody of another country to come over here and assimilate to American culture and have a very, very easy... I mean, we all have our everyday struggles. But overall, generally looking into the picture of their life, it seems rather easy. I say that when I say easy, like somebody can come over here, open up shop, actually have a voice in politics or actually have a voice in how they want things going on in their community. Um, and I have a problem. Whereas me, like, let's, like, like this, nobody has an issue with Little Italy. Nobody has an issue with with Chinatown. But when there was Black Wall Street, that bitch got burnt the fuck down. And to continue my point of why I'm saying this, I speaking from my own personal experience, when I talk to you guys on this podcast, I know it may seem like, oh, he don't care um, about what he said. He say whatever he want. In actuality, I don't say whatever I want. I'm very censored on trying not to offend people of Caucasian descent, of Latino descent, of Native American descent, of every race descent. Um, and I feel trapped when I'm uplifting my own people. People feel that I'm bringing down other races. Like, I, I just, it just baffles me and it just frustrates me. Because I'm a person, if you know me personally, I don't like to be censored on what I say. I don't like for people to tell me what I can and cannot say. Um, and so when I come on here and I I know I have to be censored, it frustrates me. It frustrates me every day when it's just, we don't have a voice, y'all. And then it's just, and then on top of that, I'm a gay black male. So my voice, 
it's like her, but not her. Because gay people, we do have a lot of rights, but it's mainly more so for the white gay folk. <laughs> and then, so it's like I'm being put down by two different entities. I'm being put down by, I don't have a voice for my black people in that sense. I can't even speak, you know, because they don't see me fit as a leader. Then on top of that, I can't speak because I'm, I can't speak. It's just a lot. I just don't feel like I have a voice. And it's just frustrating. I'm just wondering when will I be able to have a voice? When will me saying promoting all black businesses not be an issue for other people of other races? When will other... Cause, and here's the thing. We get, oh, that is so... You're putting out other races when you just promote black-owned businesses. Bitch, do you know I live in America? So I can... One, I can't be racist. And every day I'm supporting a white-owned business. My lights, white-owned. My water is white-owned. So in actuality, I am not 100% black-owned business supporter over here. Because unfortunately, I have yet to find... If, if there was a black-owned electric company, trust and believe I will be with them. Water company, I would be with them. Bank, there actually is some banks, and I actually need to go support them. So we're very limited. I still would support regardless. I'd probably open the savings or something. Even the check-ins. Um, I just need some more money. So if y'all can just send that my way. If you're looking for a sponsor. You know, if you're looking for a sponsor. You know, email me at thestoop18gmail.com. <laughs> um, I just recently made a, a post or reposted on my Insta snap, and it says, you know, they want our rhythms but don't want our blues. Mm. And a lot of people think when I say when coming from me, me posting it, they probably think they don't want our blues, meaning they don't want our struggle. I say when I say they don't want our blues is they don't even want to deal with the blues that we go through, like, for us to vent to them on. Like, I can't, like, and I'm going to be honest, I have some white friends, and I just don't, there's still a disconnect there. As much as I love, love, love my Caucasian friends, it's just a disconnect, not just because they don't understand, but me talking about my struggles. One year and out the other. One year out the other, not only do I feel like you don't understand, but I feel like they feel I'm putting them down as a race when it's not necessarily as a race. It's just, this is what your cousins is doing, and it's frustrating. And why aren't y'all frustrated? Like, I couldn't be white and have black friends and not say nothing because it's just so hypocritical to me. Like, I, I would rather be a white person and black people think that I'm trying to be too hip to them and to be too understanding than to not be understanding. I'd rather you say, you always trying to think you understand us versus you don't ever speak up for us. And that's that's not the case when it comes to my friends. And maybe this is probably a personal conversation I should have with those said friends that are of Caucasian descent, but it's awkward. So bring up the conversation with me the next time we together and tell me your feelings on it. Like, let's have a a dialogue about this. Like, because we in our own community, we'll call a nigga a nigga, mm-hmm. and a nigga means something to us in our own community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're not blind to what 
flaws everyone has. Mm-hmm. But it's just like at the same time, the deep deeper issue is, you know what I'm saying, the struggle that African Americans have is so deeply rooted in the creation of America mm-hmm. to where America wouldn't even be able to be what it is today without that root. Do you hear me? And as her, as bad as it's, it hurts, it's like we are established now as a country and we don't need those type of rhetorics here anymore. And it was never needed in the first place, but since it happened, it happened. But now we need to make a change in that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of white people don't, a lot of black people just like, okay, where well, is in the past? So let's forget about it. It's like, no, we cannot forget about it. That's how we are supposed to grow from it now. So it's like the more that you are aware of what the fuck is going on in this in this country, the more you need to be willing to be a part of the change. So you know how it just it just hit me as you was talking. It's just I don't know. So I was thinking the other day. I think I'm okay with segregation. But. And listen, but listen. Remember, they tried to segregate us in the beginning, right? Which was crazy. I'm just so confused. America really confuses the shit out of me. Because they... I, back to what I was thinking, and I probably don't really... I'm not going to say I don't stand by my thoughts, um, but maybe I need to revise this thought as far as with segregation. Um, because it seems like when we try to blend... We get nowhere. We get nowhere as a whole and separately. Um, because we we have blended our school. You can't even focus in school because it's so much racial tension. It's so much. You got like the blacks looking at whites like who about to shoot up the school next. You know what I'm saying? First of all, let's go back to segregated school. So at least the black people don't get shot up no more because we not shooting up schools. Okay. And then if we, you know, if we segregated schools, that would show how racist white people are because these schools getting shot up, we'll have to see them shoot up either their own white people in their own schools or see if they are really going to go all the way out to across the railroad tracks as it used to be and shoot up the black schools. Well, I don't, I don't Listen, think about it though. I wouldn't necessarily say that black people are being shot up in schools, no, these are happening in predominantly white communities. These shootings, where not a lot of black kids are attending those schools. Really? Yeah. If you look you at think? All, Columbine was a suburb school with predominantly white people. Even up to the latest shootings, those were predominantly white schools. I just, when I say segre, I just want us to really have a little. African American town, little African America. Little Africa. No, not little Africa. No shade to Africa. No shade. But and this is why I say that. And you like what? No little Africa. Well, most people argue and say that's what the ghetto is. But you have tried it. If you say that is what the ghetto is, mm. and I I dare somebody to say Ooh. that to my face because I might catch a case because that is so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense because if you understand the definition and the history of the ghetto. That is not. Because the ghetto is not exclusive to black people. It's not. Because Jewish people lived in the ghetto. Because some German motherfuckers decided to come over there and tell them that they weren't good enough because they were Jewish. 
my thing is though when I say I want I don't want to and I let me elaborate on that because I don't want to offend African people in Africa itself because that is the motherland that is essentially where my great great greats and my great greats and all of them have come from that is where I get my melanin from but I don't want to call it little Africa or say little Africa for the sense of the term well one I'm African American I have a descent of African. I was born in America. I want all of that in entangled together. Because when you say little Africa, then you are speaking on the cultures that go on in the African continent and those countries that are in Africa. When I say I want a little African American city, I'm saying I want something that basically I want a little city that encloses our greatness of us being here in America being black in America, the trends that we set, the styles we set, the music that we've made, the food, food yes, the uh, the inventions, the, you know, everything that has us, that deals with us building ourselves up here, uh, this part of this earth, I want its greatness to be shown in the city. So don't get offended when I say I don't want a little Africa. And also, too, I don't want, to, want it to be called a little Africa because... If we could be quite frank, they don't, they don't fuck with us. As much as I love the people, the people I know that are from Africa, um, the people that are that I know that have African descent, like they were, like, and I have friends that were born in like France, and even though, and people will the will point out because I've seen videos from people, uh, in countries in Africa telling us. Oh, I want our our people to come home, come home, welcome us over there. And I love you guys for those videos. And I love those people for those mindsets of welcoming us back to Africa. But the majority does not. And I say that only because personally speaking, when I went to Athens, when it's actually not even Athens, because I rarely saw African-American people there or African people there. When I went to Rome, bitch, they have a very heavy population oh, of really? Af- they do they do and every time i walked the streets of rome it was not a welcoming look it wasn't a look of that's my brother's sister i was looked at i was looked at like i was from another world another part of this country they didn't see my melanin and see brother and sister they seen that that cousin that was twice removed somehow got back in our family type of shit that's how they looked at me it looked at me like a stepbrother. It wasn't really welcoming or nothing like that. So maybe the the black experience is really only exclusive to African Americans. It really is. Because there are countries that are so welcoming to black people. And so maybe that's what it's like in the world. Maybe they feel like, okay, you're a black American and we're black European. There's a difference. And that's exactly how I feel. That's when I went, and from my own personal, so I get exactly what you're saying. And that's very interesting. It's African American experience is only understand relatable to us in general. Is unfortunately, people of our descent don't even understand what we go through. To reel this all in, to reel it all in, I want my Caucasian millennials. The ones who, the ones who say, I want justice for you guys. I want all these positive 
things to happen for you guys. I just want you guys to succeed. When are you guys going to help us? And then also, too, wow, it's funny how shit just pops up as soon as I say it. Do we want help from them to help get our voice? Remember I told you about how that works. Mm, you did. Do you want to talk about it or is it... I'll talk about it. Okay. Okay, so... So a few months ago while I was at work, I work in the hospitality industry. <laughs> and a a male of Caucasian descent came into my front desk and he asked me, uh, he was intoxicated. Um, he was giving my coworker a hard time who is also Caucasian and who I'm kind of close with. And so I came up to help, you know, help make everything understandable and clear. And he asked me, what type of help would I need from you and why are you even working here? It was clear to me at that moment what was happening, but because as an African-American, um, I, I realized I have become like very immune hmm. to those type of statements and what they mean. So it ran off my shoulder. However, my coworker took a huge offense to it and then reported it to my manager who then came up to me and asked me to fill out an incident report on it, on whether they were going to kick this guest out or not. A few minutes later, the guest um, came down, well, the the brother-in-law of the guest came down to apologize on his behalf. And I then again found myself telling him, don't worry about it, da-da-da-da, because I'm thinking, you know, customer service, blah, blah, blah. But he insisted on being apologetic, and I accepted his apology, but I informed him that it wasn't really his responsibility to apologize. So then, but the whole point of this is that I I started to question whether I wanted my coworkers help on that. Did I want to spend my extra time filling out an incident report? Did I want to go all through all the other extra steps to kind of make the situation right? And I almost, I also found myself like a little bit annoyed with my coworker because I was saying like, well, who do you think you are to sit here and tell me what the situation is, whether it's racial or not? And all he was trying to do is have my back and stick up for me. But then it's like, you go through some, go through this so much and you, you almost look at the like, well, what do you know about my experience for you to speak up and say something? And so then it is a situation to where, where do we draw the line on um, who who can stick up for you and who can't? Because it's like we're asking for understanding. What I need from you is understanding. Well, we ask for that, but then it's like, I almost get offended sometimes when a white person shares their experience their observation of our country and how black people are treated. And then I I wonder, like, are you doing this because you really care? Or are you doing this because you think that's what I want you to do? And I, I know that for me personally, I have to, that was a realization then that I need to kind of look back at what I want from my fellow Americans who are white in this in this fight that we're going through with the rest of America. And that's that. And I'm going to go back to my producer's chair and, and shut my mouth and listen. That's what I mean 
when do I want, do we want your help? Because sometimes you do too much mm-hmm. or you don't do enough. <laughs> so it's just, here's the help. Here is the help. When you, I don't ever, I don't, and this is, this is personally me. So every, every black person knows this. Well, why was she so comfortable saying it in front of you? So, and if you don't know what that phrase means is, to my Caucasians, if your associates and or friends, family members, or a stranger is around you and it's being racist or is being discriminative, anything along those lines of just separation and negativity, don't tell me that somebody was feeling this type of way. Don't even tell me that you, don't tell me about it, period. Fix it and move on. Because my question is, why were, then my question is going to be, why were they so comfortable talking about it around you? And what did you do? Because you know, and what friend, did you do? You know, your friend come back and tell you, girl, this bitch was talking about you. You look at your friend like, okay, bitch, and what did you say? Exactly. So at that point, it, it's no need, because at the end of the day, even if you did correct the situation, I'm going to automatically ask, well, why they feel so comfortable? How long has this been going on? Right. How long have you known this friend? Because these characteristics don't just pop, pop up pop over out of, nowhere. Out of no, right. nowhere. So listen to what I just said. Figure out how you're going to incorporate that to your daily life and do that. Because it, it needs to end somewhere. We, we, I wish we could, I could tell my black people we could fix this problem ourselves. But we, but we didn't even start this problem to begin with. You can't fix a problem that you did not start. And then, and if you do find yourself in a situation, maybe pull you aside and say, look, that offended me. And I understand that this is your struggle, but I want you to know that I'm here for you. Mm. And if you want me to say something, I will because I want to. Mm. If you want to cause a problem for you, then I won't. And we'll have I like together. that. I fucking like that. I like that because... When you automatically jump in, sometimes it makes it worse. Sometimes it don't even do shit at all but waste time. Right. So for me, for you to pull me aside and say, this is how I feel we should handle this situation because I know it offended you, but it's, I want you to know it offends me as well. That would mean so much more to yeah, me. Yeah, that would mean so much more because you're... Because now you're, you, you show me not only does it offend you and because if you just go ahead and just try to defend me without my consent or anything, it makes me feel like, oh, are you doing it just because I'm here? Mm-hmm. But when you actually say, hey, this is your struggle, how do you want me to handle it? Yes. It means you care and... You care about all aspects. All of aspects of the situation. So, that's how we're going to close this out because y'all know I'm going to keep finding ways right. to... <laughs> this is how I want this to be done. This is what I feel about this. So take those words. I know I'm sorry. It's not a revelation as to what I went through and this is what I learned from it, but this is what we can learn from each other. The revelation is this is what I feel. Help me help you help each other help the world. Boom. So um, thanks for tuning in this week. Go ahead. Like I tell y'all every week, but yet y'all don't listen. But I guess I'm going to be a broken record. Bitch, we do have an email. It does work. We do like to hear from y'all. The email is thestoop18 at gmail.com. 
Like I said, email us about anything. It works. We respond. If you don't know what to email us, this is what we would like to hear from you. Things that you're watching, your revelation, anything that's going on in pop culture that you would definitely like for us to talk about. Bernita Green loves to talk. Okay? Bernita Green is a shady bitch. She a shady bitch. A messy bitch. Shit. So if that's one if that's what you are, a messy bitch, talk to us in their email. Let her know what y'all want what y'all want her to talk about. But yeah, we want to hear from y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate y'all for listening. Because the people that actually listen, y'all do reach out and comment. But it's more on the y'all like the tip. And I appreciate those words of encouragement and those and all that positivity. But I really, really, really want to hear from my listeners. Um, So don't be shy. All right. I love y'all. Be safe in this crazy-ass world.